You are listening to Get Your Sexy Back podcast with Kim Coffin, empowerment, sex, love, and relationship coach. My goal is to bring you uncensored healing and pleasurable wellness through sacred sexuality, sex positivity, and empowerment that feels good to your body. So as a collective, we can release shame, reclaim the places we've been most disempowered, reconnect to our body, remember who we are, and step into our unapologetic power basically breaking down the walls of our conditioning and the patriarchy together. My pussy is so excited that you are here. Let's drop into this week's episode. Welcome back to the podcast. I have beautiful guests with me today, Kate Brenton, who is an author and a teacher. And we're going to be dropping into our story and how it is literally our medicine. So welcome. Thank you, Kim. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. And I want to hear more. I know everybody wants to hear more, how to use our stories, how to, you know, use it as our medicine and for the medicine for others. And yeah, let's dive in. Let's start with you. Please give us our, your full intro. Ooh, fabulous. I'll do a reader's digest to keep it juicy. So <laughs> I, my uh, training in story, if you want to do that, was I was an English major taught English, thought that was fantastic lovely. But then there was a proclivity and I was like interested in outside of the realm of, I'm going to use it strictly of like that five paragraph teaching. And it started, the inception started when my students started like asking me questions. Like I had one student come up and was like, do you meditate? And I was like, why, why, why are you asking me that? He's like, my grandfather meditates and he sits like you. Cause I used to sit teaching on top of my desk. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So that's where the story. So I had a story that I had to keep those two worlds separate right? Because I was a public educator and nobody's parents were putting them to, you know, I was there to teach them to be good with their voice and their story to get where they need to go in college, right? Individualized thinkers. But my students started asking these questions. And so then that's kind of what life does, right? Like it starts to come to you, this reflection comes. And then fast forward, I left that somewhat practically. And then haphazardly, I left my teaching career in a very comfy school district um, for Hawaii. And I did it very practically. And then, you know, my story was I was going to just get all those ducks lined up and the ducks were not lining up. And I was doing one of those, like everything is melting situation, which is frustrating for a type A from the East coast who thinks they're, <laughs> who thinks they're letting go. Mm. And then when I surrendered and thought, well, this isn't going to work. And my job is going to hire me back. And nobody did anything wrong spending Hawaii a year in Hawaii. You know, I was in my early thirties. I didn't have children. I didn't, I wasn't letting, you know, I wasn't um, prohibiting anybody else's experience. And right when I decided I would have three more months left before I would turn back to the East coast is when I happened into um, Uncle Alva, who was a Hawaiian holistic practitioner and started my, I didn't know it but I would be starting a seven-year in-person apprenticeship, which would culminate with me traveling across the world, teaching Hawaiian holistic medicine. Mm, Yummy. Yeah, super yummy. And then here's here's the part that I think seems to people less sexy, but I think actually is where the jam really starts to flow, is that when I started to travel the world and do healing work, then I, then Kate, the educator and the writer, like that was the last life, right? Like she didn't get to come along. I became a mother. I've done writing work my whole life with people. 
And an invitation to, for a book contract came from a, from somebody I knew that was starting their own publishing company. And the book came from, um, that's another story we can get into, but what it ended up being is a compilation of, of my podcast. And that was the first draft. But when the first draft came back, the publisher and my vetted, um, you call them beta readers, you know, like people that are, because when you're so close to creating something, you need other eyes to let you know, like, oh, you're missing whole sentences because yeah. you're in your own head. Yeah. What what came back was that I wasn't in it. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I said, but uh, but these are a compilation of other people's stories. Like my very linear mind was like, this is what we said we were doing. And the readers and the publisher both said, but these stories are only interesting through you. You're interviewing, mm-hmm. you're absent. And it sounds like a small thing. I was carrying the story that those two wings of who I was, like the educator and writer and the holistic healer, they didn't exist simultaneously. They they did inside of me. And writing the book, which writing isn't the only thing, you know, in the work that you do as well with people, there's alchemy, right? You you go from something that wasn't and you transmute it through yourself and you create something different. That's what that's what writing is. You observe something through life, you mix it with your own perspective. And that perspective is either going to uplift you or, or entrap you. It's mm-hmm. really the only two choices. And so I didn't realize when I was writing a book called Rebirth that it would, would it be the catalyst of me uh, deconstructing the story that the old self and the new self don't exist because that's actually, you're not doing anything, not letting them integrate into, into one place. And so that is how I am sitting with you in this moment. Mm. repeat that last line that part about the rebirth yeah repeat that please I'm still digesting it and I loved it yeah you I don't know if I can quote myself directly because it was spontaneous (laughs) but the, the idea is you can't leave your old self behind yeah you know, yeah. they, they, that, that rebirth is when they both exist inside of you. Like we think we have these old stories and and the success is leaving them behind, but the success is actually integrating them, bringing them forward. Yeah. And I'm not saying living them in the present moment. I'm just saying, if you put a lot of effort in keeping them away from you, you're still wasting energy to keep them away from you. Whereas if you integrate Absolutely. them, they're just there. You're fighting it. You're resisting it. You're actually making it bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. But if you're bringing it in and integrating it and almost like what happens like in a deep fire, like the combustion of it coming exactly. together and, and mixing. And then it's like, yeah. And then it's, 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 it's ash it, and it it's powerful. Exactly. It's the powerful burn. Yeah. Mm. So how do you teach people to do this now? Do you teach people to do this now? Do you teach people about more about story and how to bring it forward into their work? So thank you. Fabulous question. I think it's the essence of every, like this again, how do I answer this? So someone will come to me with an idea, right? Mm -hmm. We're working with some mission led writers right now to write a book, or I'll have professionals that hold space for people in different ways. And they'll come for healing sessions. And basically what it is, is they'll start with something that says, I don't really know why (laughs) I am at fill in the blank. And then what we start to do is we unpack the story, right? Because what the story really needs to change is space. Just like you said about the element of fire, it needs oxygen. Mm. When we're so close to it and it's tangled up, we think it's the only story. 
But when you work with someone else that isn't about, um, I think you know this from your work too, it's not that anybody else knows more than you. They're just a little, they're just a little bit outside of what you're living. So they can mm -hmm. reflect back to you what you're seeking, right? Who you go to for help is a reflection of yourself, right? Yeah. We're too close to it. We're too yeah. close to it. And we all need it. And so a lot of times people come to me to reframe their story, whether that's in a, specifically a healing session, you know, or in their work. Like I've worked with like entrepreneurs that will say things to me like, well, I'm doing this, but I really want, there's a lot of really <laughs> mm. people come to me for the space between where they are and where they know they're headed. And we, we just give permission between those two spaces. And then, as you know, it's, it's practical, it's practical work. Right. Yeah. But the, but the permission lights up the steps. Mm, I like that. The permission lights up the steps. The permission is everything is so, so much. So how can more people who are listening, whether they're owner business owners or want to be, or just want to share their story out there, how can they embrace their story being more of their own medicine? Let's, let's bring it into the practical. So if you know the subconscious mind and what you, what you tell it is really what's going to project out, then you want to bring it into something that you can affect your life immediately, right? Like, so you have this grand idea, like, you know, okay, it's my subconscious mind or, oh, there's a story lo locked inside that's affecting my current reality. That's, that's accessible in a quiet moment, but more difficult when you're in the chaos of something. So one journal, even if you're not a writer, like a little journal prompt that unlocks a lot is, um, the two entry points would be what I really want to say, or if I was allowed to mm, set, yeah. set a timer for 10 minutes. I had somebody that was, um, he was looking at his membership class. I don't want to say what his membership was for, cause I don't want to trace it, but it's like, it was it, off of anything we're talking about right now. And he just, he has two new children. He's a very active father. And he's like, I just need more creative time in my life. I said, well, just set the timer for 11 minutes and say, if I was allowed to teach what I really want to teach and just see mm -hmm. what comes out. And it's that permission and the written word. See, the thing that's interesting about writing as a, as a one step, right. Before you would have to find, you know, something more, um, supportive to unpack what's coming up is that it, it, it goes from like the ethers, like the, in, the, the area of inspiration in your brain, and then it has to translate into your fine motor skills. And so it actually ends up being the most comprehensive, um, comprehensive, it utilizes the most varied muscle groups. And if you know the body, different muscles, different portions of the body pertain to different energies. So to hear what you really think you have to be able to be honest to let yourself talk to yourself. And so a journal prompt seems like, well, that's not going to really help me with my business, but you might be able to hear yourself. And if you can hear what's really missing, then you give yourself the permission to start to make different choices. And that's what I would say about business. And then when it comes to personal pain or emotion or worthiness, it ends up being kindness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The compassion, love, yeah. approval. Yeah, because the stories that you that are causing the most pain are the ones that want the seat at the table. They mm -hmm. might need to be heard differently. Yeah, now there's two types of stories that are coming up here. There's the stories of the stories that are dictating our mind and our current reality. Mm -hmm. And then there's the stories of like sharing our stories with the world. Yes. They're right? two different and, ones. And I can hear you mixing both. 
Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And it probably comes from your more holistic training that you did in Hawaii with also, it's almost like you still are mixing both. <laughs> Please mix them up it's some true. more. It's right? true. Like mm-hmm. it is also very, very healing, at least in my experience of really embracing our story, of sharing our story, of speaking our truth. And the part of getting it into all of our body parts, like you were talking about a moment ago and getting it into, um, at least the way that I translated it was very embodied, like getting it in your body, getting out of your head and getting in your body Mm -hmm. so that you can feel so that you can emote so that you can express. And to me, tell me if this feels aligned and true for you. First, I had to emote and body and express and feel before I could ever let it out. For sure. Mm -hmm. Because you could let it out. You could think you let it out, but it was from your mind, which is only one muscle, which has, which has its own story. Right. And that's Mm -hmm. where all of the frontal cortex of like, I have to be polite. I have to not upset anybody. This is how I really feel. And we smile, you know, but the body's like, yeah, the body's like, that is not how I feel at all, but no one's letting me talk. So I'm just going to wait till I get my chance. No, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. You listed that and named that really, really clearly there. I love that because there's all the fears and all the shoulds and all the, um, yeah, it's, it's not accurate. It, it's, it's more actually when we are talking about the other story of the one that's holding us back and causing our reality, that story is in our head. And if I'm going to separate that out, the other story, the real true purpose calling, share it with the world story is going to come more from body. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why sometimes people, a lot of people come to me with the, with the first idea. So when you said I'm, I'm still mixing them, I, I absolutely am. For me, there's no separation between holistic body work and writing work because you are who you are. So it's, it's, yeah. that's the melding. So a lot of times when people start with once I'll have people come with one idea, but they, it's almost like I say, there's this other thing that's hanging just about six inches outside of what they think they know. And so when the body, I, I, to mix metaphors. I'm a huge dog person. So this is a compliment for me. A dog is incredibly loyal and it can be loyal to its own deficit. So the body can hold stories way past when it's appropriate for the mind or the body or your own health. But when given a chance to be received in love and compassion, just like a dog, the body will reset itself. If given the safe and unconditional acceptance to do so. It actually wants to do so, but yes. layers and time and stories and all that can make it seem a lot more difficult to get there. So um, there could be a yeah. long process or a short process, but the reality is, is that it wants to be in stasis. It wants to be whole. That's what it wants. Yeah. Totally, totally could not agree more. Our body wants to heal. Our mm-hmm. body wants to be in the full fluid moment and movement of everything to express, to feel, to speak our truth, to say no, to say yes, to all of this, to experience pleasure, to experience grief, to experience joy, all of it. And yeah, it'll keep, it's like a little tapping you on the shoulder, Mm -hmm. like, hello, I'm here. Like, please listen. And I've said this a thousand times in my own story of, um, like all the way through from, you know, body was just constantly tapping me on my shoulder going, I'm here. Will you listen to me now? I'm here. Will you listen to me now? And then when we can get through that part of that healing, that epic, epic embodied healing Mm -hmm. and release, then I believe our story can flow out so, so much more powerfully and true. And it can speak to so many different people. 
but it's that middle stage, that fear. And that's again, the head we're back in the head of that yeah. fear of what are people going to say? What is my family going to say? Who is going to ostracize me? Who is going to, I didn't even know if I said that right, but you know what I meant? Um, who is going to, you know, how am I going to be persecuted? There's another whole story in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big word. Mm-hmm. We are holding, well, as women, that's what we're walking around with, whether it's mm-hmm. our own or our ancestors It's in our body, it's mm-hmm. in our DNA. And we are afraid to speak our truth, to speak our story, to speak up, even though it's like screaming at us to share. Oh, I agree with you. So sometimes when people ask me like, well, how do you work with stories? I, I'll tell them either in the bones or on the page. It's it's the same thing. So a lot of times- oh My gosh, I, I wait, I love that. In the <laughs> bones or on the page. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Yes, Thank continue, you. please. I love no, that. No, it's been a reclamation for that because I thought you couldn't, you know, when I was pregnant, uh, because I was pregnant later in life and there was a, there was a perception for myself and apparently for some of my clients that like, well, I wasn't going to keep doing healing work. Or I actually had one person say to me, like, why are you having a baby? And I'm like, I'm so sorry that that interrupted your projection of me. <laughs> wow. Um, because wow, it, wow. right. Wow. I remember, cause I worked, I have had a good physical relationship with my body. Does that make sense? I've always, I've been a very athletic person. So that is something that I haven't been big in sports, but I'm a big hiker. So when people were like, well, you're pregnant, you should slow down. That seemed counterintuitive to me. I'm like, I'm going to give birth. I need to be strong. Like that doesn't not overdo. I'm, you know, I don't want to do disclaimers, but I understood from working with the body that women's bodies, tendons and ligaments needed to be flexible and strong to be able to, to do that, which I didn't end up have blood flow to go to them circulation. Yeah. So I was doing, but then I also slowed down other things. So if someone's listening and you're like an overperformer, like I, I, for me doing body work was, was how I understood the world. My healing work oriented me. Right. So of course I'd have to slow that down when I was a mom, because life likes to give and take to see if we can still be who we are. But I was still doing sessions at 27 weeks before I stopped because made sense to me. And so I'm saying that because I realized that I had to um, take space from some of those perceptions and stories. Like they, they, can't, they were me, they were mine, right? I could blame mm-hmm. the client who said it, but where were they really coming from? They were coming from inside of me. And do I think they were coming from different times from different ancestors and places where women and healers and pregnancy and the power of, right? Oh, all yep. of that all of that. And so there's been a big reclamation to have people say, oh, well, you're, you're doing your writing work now. You're not doing that. You're a mother. You're not doing the healing work or, you know, and I'm like, no, the woo woo shit. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. You have to be responsible now. You have a person. And it's like, well, no. And you know, I would be lying if I didn't go through periods of thinking that that was right, especially right after postpartum where you're in between worlds, right? Your body has just done something. And um, even for someone that helped other people, you know, the ancestors are like, there's boxes you didn't know. We were waiting for you to empty them. And we're just going to dump them all now while you're, you know, (laughs) went from a home birth to a C-section, you're 41, you have a child. We're just going to do all of that now. And so I'm grateful now, but for the listener who may be in it, like it was not a quick fix to get my sea legs again. 
Yeah. I, I can look back and understand it. Um, and so that's been a big reclamation of not divorcing the past, not divorcing the people who might have had opinions of what I should be cutting out, um, but finding neutrality and and eventually equanimity, which I have now, but it was earned. Hmm. You know, it was it was hard work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It happens for many, like, you know, you having a child, were you 40 or 41? 41. 41. Um, You having a child at 41, like that's its whole rebirthing in itself. And then there's also the part that happens to many, many women around this age where their whole life goes, like, as you said, dumps it in front of them and says, you're going to deal with me now. Yeah. So you had both at once. (laughs) I sure did. Thanks for seeing that. Yes. (laughs) Yes. You had both, right? That is a lot. And a newborn to care for while you navigated it. Like that is not easy. That is not easy. Um, but what a, what a story. And is this the story that you've moved into your book as well? And some of this? So just so the reader can go from like the person in the beginning of the episode, because people sound science sound so together, you know, and I effort to be, I am together, but there's cracks, right? Because that's Absolutely. what helps. Totally. So as I was, my son wasn't, he had to be like five or six. And I got this phone call that from a, the friend that was starting the publishing. And she was like, I want you to be one of the writers. And I was like, this is the worst time, <laughs> the worst time for this to happen. But you, you know, when you have enough body wisdom and that's the other thing, if you get enough inroads with your body, you can be a total mess in some areas, but still bring yourself back. Cause you have that, you've, you've done that inroad. Like you might be like, I don't know how I'm getting out of this, but I've gotten out of it before, or I've lost my orientation. That is the one thing that not, it's not just the one thing, but that was a deep gift that I had, even if I couldn't totally get to the horizon yet, you know, I knew there would be one. You're trusting um, yourself to figure yeah. it out. It's that embodiment. And my body was like, you're saying yes to this. And I was like, okay, great. Cause I'll have enough money. I don't have enough time or enough support, but let's just write a book. Cause that sounds super logical, but that's where magic happens. And magic's not really the word it's grace. And I, for me, it's divine intervention, but it's the kind of divine intervention that is outside of confines of human thought, you know, that knows mm-hmm. that knows that this is better for you and harder for you. And therefore it will be better for you when you get through right? It's sweeter after. Yeah. There's so much in there as to what I teach and work with my clients to get there. Right. Because, and myself, like that is the coming home in our body. That is the Mm -hmm. alchemy that happens when we heal, when we listen to our body, when I'll use the words, like literally using pussy to follow and lead my life. Like she gets to decide and make the decisions. And when she says, we're writing a book, you're like, okay, how fast, how big, how wide, like this doesn't make sense, but my body has spoken. My body has spoken. And when we can follow that truth and trust our body, oh, it's just like, it's juicy. Yeah. My whole body is in chills right now. It's just because it's, that is exactly, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's the truth. It's the truth. If anything in this world, the truth is needed so badly right now. You know, and one thing I'm going to insert purposeful word is the, the, the one podcast that whole book was built around was the chapter about my birth, because Mm. here I was helping women. And then when I had the C-section, which this is my, this is my perception of my story. This isn't anyone like, however your birth happens, congratulations. Like I have no judgment (laughs) on how you do it, but I remember having to integrate the C-section scar 
because of Mm -hmm. the judgment of how I thought. And we did a lot of work on it, like, um, like gua sha, like massaging, like I'm thinking with your work, you talk with clients about, and my midwife talking to me about like, and she was so good about all the muscle and fascia. I mean, she knew what language to talk to the body worker to get me to participate. Right. And Mm -hmm. afterwards she told me how many women abdicate, right. Because of so many work on their scar. Yeah. Yeah. And because there might be stories that are too scary. And if you don't have a warm hand to tell you that these are common corridors, then it might seem too cold to go down, you know, it might seem, yeah. Like there's, I'm going to get taken over again. And, and, and I've had, I did the, I, um, had guidance. Let's, I don't want to make it sound like it was all me because there was a lot of like interception of Ooh, why this is. Something. I want to say that is all you. <laughs> I want to go back to it is all you. Okay. It is. It it correct, is. But unless you choose, it is not happening. It's true. No, I did choose it because I didn't like the idea of being disconnected. And I didn't like when, um, I'll keep it short, but post-surgery, when I asked the woman who cut me open, you know, I didn't expect her to be like really excited to see me, but I thought we would have like a sentence. And she, I said to her, you know, I'm not looking for immediate, but I'm just wondering what would your guess be of when I get my strength back? And she said, oh, most Mm -hmm. women don't. And I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. okay. And I, I, that is when I knew that wasn't true. And that's when I decided I will use every opportunity to share how untrue that is, because that is a dangerous thing to share. So anyway, I I think it is dangerous. And so that integration of the scar and the reclamation actually ended, um, which then you regain your pussy, right? Like you can't reach her if there is a barrier, you know? Um, And I think that, that that's the connection point that we have in similarity is, is knowing that when it doesn't matter how your body finds its way. It's just that you, that you come back to her and she'll take you where you need to go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. I just want to, yes, yes. If we learn to reconnect to our body and to use our body, she will absolutely take us where we need to go. Yeah. We just got to get our head out of the way. Out of the way, not helpful, cute, but not helpful. <laughs> I absolutely adore that you have brought in this healing and body work from your training, which sounds like was mainly in Hawaii for seven years mm-hmm. with writing, like with the purpose, because some people are going to be like, Hey, writing. Okay. It's all from my head. I just got to get it right. Got to get it smart. Got to get it on the lines. Got to make sure it looks good when no, mm-hmm. it's coming from within really, truly within. Yeah. If there's any steps, if anybody's listening, they're like, okay, so what do I do? Is there steps you could break down there for them in, in simple ways? I can see a few of like reclaiming body, reconnecting to body, your truth. I think if you're in a place where this is like, yeah, I really want something that's going to work for me. I would move your body out in nature, Hmm. you know, and however you want the smallest thing, because then you're in an active environment and in a natural state that, that serendipity can find you like pay attention to when the wind blows and the bird that you think, Oh, that's not for me. It is. It's absolutely for you. I I think that is the first space. And then the second space of reclaiming your voice. I think, you know, Julia Cameron talks about morning pages. I'm purposely dropping a resource, you know, in the artist's way, even if you don't want to write a book, dumping out in the first five minutes. And if it's horrible and it's mean, like, let it be like, if Mm -hmm. you haven't given voice and 
and it wants to say things you would never say in person and you're not that kind of person and you don't have those kind of thoughts. No, you don't. They're just in your field and in your aura and they want to get out. Don't judge what, like create a safe space because the, the juice that you want to get to is watching that. She's mm. watching. Are you going to judge? Am I not good enough? Do you need the stories to be right? Do you need them to be the stories your mother told you? Do you need them to be the stories that make you money? Do you need all of those little things? She's watching just like you do with your work of where a woman's real power comes from. You have that Shakti connected. You'll be writing from your mm -hmm. power source, but she's going to wait to see is that a trusted space? Just like with the work that you do, right? If you really want to yeah. open wide to your voice and if you think about the meridians, the throat, and the vaginal canal, they're connected. So oh, if you throat, cervix, heart, womb, we got them all in there. Uh, so, and jaw, jaw, pelvic yeah, floor, it's jaw, pelvic all floor. connected. That used to be my, I used to teach a, a woman's class and that would be the place that we would start is get the jaw and the pelvis. And they would say, how is this? The, and that's the thing with the body. You don't have to tell people they're connected. They'll start asking themselves, why is this connected? It's like, that's all you need to know. Just that's what we're curious. using in Tantra, right? Like we're bringing in movement and pleasure and sound and breath and what was the other one? Energy <laughs> and energy <laughs> and playing the most important one in my mind, playing mm -hmm. with them and, and connecting them because when we can really reconnect back through all the layers of crap that the world has thrown at us, yeah, we can get back into our body, get back into our source, get back into the essence of who we are, which is then coming out on page. Absolutely. And two other small things you can do. One, you know, you can write from a body part. I do that with clients and I do mm -hmm. that with one. It sounds cheeky, but try it. No, and then the yes, other, please. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let pussy write a story today. Yes. Watch. Yeah. Think of a real life event and write it from her perspective. And don't oh, even, yeah. And maybe even something really mundane, like the supermarket person that you don't like, just like go into the people sometimes want to go into the biggest story, but you might find that if you go into the small one that you think is not significant, there's a lot that will be revealed to you. Mm. And just like anything else with the body, I, I tell writers or creatives really up your inspiration diet. Like if you're taking in crap that upsets you, whether it's through media, I'm not judging consumption I'm just saying, if you want to be inspired, but all you're taking is things that make your nervous system ricochet, then yep. you're not actually lining up with what you want. So the last thing that you do and the first thing in the morning, you know, I don't have a lot of free time in the morning, but I do like to try to sip on something that is slightly inspirational, you know, mm. and before I go to sleep and it, it's a little thing, but you do it for a longer period of time and you'll start to notice the change. Yeah. Something that you said there two points ago about writing from body parts really stood out because our more sexual areas, sensitive sexual areas hold our trauma and they yeah. hold our stories. So if we can write from pelvic bowl, the whole entirety of pelvic bowl, so womb, pussy, lower belly, if we can write from heart chakra, from breasts, from throat, if we can write from these core areas, we can also almost de-armor them in writing yeah in yeah. connecting to source. And I love that. And yeah, five minutes, even if it's just five minutes of writing in the morning, totally. is so powerful. Mm -hmm. I love another 
what are we going to call it? What we're going to call it Trinity. I love, I love another Trinity that we, I've learned from Mama Gina over the years where you're simply writing three celebrations and three gratitudes and three desires. And if you're having a hard morning, you can add in at the beginning, three swamps, which would be three things that you want to clear or three Mm -hmm. clearings that you're upset, that you're angry about. Like I want to give permission to write those, but if you can just write those every morning while you roll over in bed, like how powerful, how powerful. It's because it's alchemy. You're, 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 they, you know, in a lot of different traditions, there's this like different ways they'll say there's, there's life in the word and there's death. So what you're writing, what you're choosing to pull from the ethers into your creation will change things. And especially if you are feeling immobilized by life, that small gratitude or the small allowing of the complaining and then not judging, like, say you say, I'm going to complain for three minutes on the page, but then when you're done, you're done. Go make the coffee or the juice and just see what that permission starts to do. The other thing, it's not mine. Susanna Conway has one in one of her prompts. I think it's, you know, how, how do I feel? What do I need? And then the last one is connect to the dream. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a beautiful, because with that vague of an inspiration, you need to feel it in your body. Like, well, what is the dream and how would I connect to it? And what is it that I want to be? emoting and feeling and creating i'd throw on a song and move my body even for three four five minutes lengths of the song and then connect to the dream see now they have yeah. you can listen to this podcast and move right into start tomorrow and we have a yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah because then when you're in body you're like oh i got this like there's something that it's like it opens up from within and it takes over in a good way not in a bad way but in a I've got this. And if you can write, yeah, from that, move your body, feel, I love this. Yeah. Yeah. You create from her anyway, whether you're creating a child or your every day, your pleasure, your pain, that's where it's coming from. So give her the voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. The pelvic ball, the womb, that creative juices. Yeah. And the wisdom. Oh my gosh. The innate inner wisdom from pelvic ball, from womb, like, oh, like there's so much in there. So I love this. I love that we've created a little morning routine. Yes. You're to do, please report back how it's going. There's so many ways to practice this and play this. And it's really important. Really important. It ends. It sounds like it's one more thing on your to-do list, but it actually is the thing that will give you space to be getting closer to what you're calling in. Oh, yes, exactly. I could not have said it better. Oh, thank you. Is there anything else you have going on right now that you want to share with people? How can they reach you? What do you have coming up? All the, all the details. Fabulous. Oh, thank you for having me on. I enjoyed your community. I can tell through you, this is a fabulous place to be. People can find me on my website, katebrenton.com. And if you're looking, you know, Rebirth is the idea to remind you of upliftment. So the book, if you're interested in this kind of concept, the book is a good compilation of stories to help you. And um, twice a year, we work with mission-led writers to help them embody their stories. And I work with people one-on-one. So if you're curious, you can just pop on over to the website and say, you know, oh, I was on, I heard you on the get, get your sexy back. And I want to talk. 
Sounds beautiful. And we will drop those links as well below. Thank you so, so much. I have a question. I don't know. Maybe this is just coming through here, but do you have workshops that you offer too? I do. I don't know when this podcast is, is um, launching. So sit in your center. The women's workshop will be coming back online early in 2023, which is about getting okay. reconnected and yeah. we'll have writing workshops for rebirth for those that are interested to writing your own rebirth story. Cool. It's called sit in your center. Mm-hmm. I love that. Perfect. Yeah. This will probably be going out in November. So. Perfect. They can look for Absolutely. it early 2023. Perfect. Thank uh, you, Kim. Yay. And that's coming out. I love that. Mm, sounds beautiful. And what a way to really learn how to emote, to express, to get your words out and to feel so healing and such medicine. Thank you so, so much. And till next time, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you got a juicy nugget or two, scroll down on whatever app you're listening to and leave a five-star rating and review. I invite you to follow me, join the conversation, the weekly lives, and a lot of other amazing free content in my private Facebook group, Get Your Sexy Back. You can also friend me personally on Facebook, Kim Coffin, and follow me on Instagram at Get Your Sexy Back Coach. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, don't be shy. Reach out. I'd love to connect with you. 